right, here we are, episode three of the Festive Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Loftus, and today we are welcoming the incredibly talented Diraj, aka Jared Wells. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for having me on, bro. I'm, I'm excited to be doing this with you. Uh, congrats on the new, the new podcast, man. You're like you're a man of many hats, man. I, I didn't know you were starting something like this. This is really cool. Uh, yeah, just for just for me, you know, for those who don't know me, um, I always kind of hate this question just because I wear so many different hats. Um, you know, some know me as uh, you know, recording artist, singer, songwriter. Um, uh, formerly with a um, an independent uh, record label based on the Nashville Reflection Music Group, but independent now. Um, yeah, and then on the other side, some people know me for my, um, you know, the design world with you know brand identity. Uh, I have my own uh, small boutique style studio called Seen Here Creative, um, and again, we handle primarily brand identity stuff for um, content creators, uh, startups, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. You know, that's that, that's kind of me. I'm just an all around creative. I have you know many different interests, but you know, that's, I guess the shorthand of it. <laughs> no, yeah, man, I I love it. So could you uh, could you tell us, you know, how do you how do you personally uh, find the balance? I think you're one of the few people I've met that like really knows how to find a good balance in life, or maybe that's just appearance. I hope I hope it's more than that. Um, but you know, I know, I I know you're you're a man of God. Um, you got a wife, um, so you kind of got a, a family life going. But you're also pursuing this music career, as well as living in this design world. Like you're you're juggling, you know, eighteen balls at once. Um, can you give a little advice or insight onto how other people, um, entrepreneurial mindset based kind of people, can do that? Um, maybe little advice pieces, and then some some insight into like your methodology behind it, what, what you kind of do. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's a really good question because I think over the years I've learned, um, like really the value of time and how to prioritize and goal set. That's probably one of the bigger pieces that's been helpful for me. Um, cause even though I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a multidisciplinary creative, if you will. Um, you know, I have kind of learned how to partition certain, certain parts of me for different seasons of life and so um, just by nature of you know how I've wanted and desired for my my life to kind of move forward you know I may focus on music for a particular season um, you know and then kind of shift gears and maybe focus on design for a certain season early on um, I was taking on a lot you know so with you know the the recording artist side of me as Diraj. You know before I was actually signed to my label, I was their um, creative director, and they later found out that I did music. And so for for a while, I was doing both music and design. Um, and at that point, I wasn't married. You know, I had a little bit more time on my hands. But you know, as I started to grow in popularity and um, you know doing more shows and recording more music, you know, I just kind of noticed that. You know, I needed to allow myself to be an artist for, um, you know, that that specific moment of my season of my life. And so I put down a lot of the design work I was doing uh, freelance. I stopped doing it for, you know, the label. But I would, however, um, almost use myself as a client. Um, when I say myself, I mean Diraj and I would do brand identity for myself. 
um, and I would, you know, pull people in to kind of execute my vision and kind of, in essence, be a creative director. And the, and the label gave me the flexibility and the freedom to do that. And, you know, here and there, I may take on certain design projects, but, you know, it wasn't more than, you know, what I felt I could handle at the time. Um, and so now in this new season, you know, recently transitioned out of the label, um, that decision was based on some goals I had set. Um, you know, I just didn't, I, I felt like the, you know, being the front end artist, you know, I wanted to pull back a little bit on it and engage music a little differently, um, you know, to try to try to segue, you know, later on to be able to do a little bit more design stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of timing, it's patience, you know, um, social media does a real good job of, you know, kind of showcasing bits and pieces and highlight real stuff. But um, I've always been trying, you know, I've always been really um, intentional with trying to guard my sanity with a lot of the things that I do and learn how to say no to things. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of, I guess, how I'd answer that, that bit of it. Yeah. And so could you talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, maybe about these learning when to say no? Um, and I know you mentioned kind of trusting the process. How, how do you know um, that you're on the right path? You know, what kind of, is there a certain, again, I know you mentioned like goals. Is it just goal setting or like, what are some methodology or different ways that you kind of make sure that, you know, you're still in line and focus with kind of attaining your dreams? Because I think one of the really cool and unique things about you that caught me off guard was when you talked about how, you know, there's times where there's days or weeks where you don't write anything because you have a quote unquote writer's block, but you don't force it. You kind of, you just understand that like, Hey, it's not there right now. I kind of just got to decompress and let it come to me. Trust that. Um, so could you elaborate on that, on all of that a little bit more? And so for me, I, I kind of, you know, have and had a unique, a unique situation when it came to, um, you know, one, just where my livelihood, you know, really came from, because music was, music was something that kind of got put in my lap, really, you know, I wasn't looking to be, you know, signed primarily as like a recording artist, um, with the label or anything like that, it was, it was purely a hobby, I actually more focused on the design side of things, but, um, you know, the door opened for that opportunity, and, you know, I felt like it was advantageous enough on both sides to, to, um, to move forward in it. Um, but as I grew, you know, you know, I, I practically, you know, trying to figure out, all right, what financially works um, for my situation now, like having a level of self-awareness to know, um, you know, am I overly stressed, you know, in a particular season and why is it because of um, overwork? Is it because of, um, you know, I'm, you know, giving too much of myself away to a thing that's not um necessary in this season and again you know taking time to really goal set in, in specific areas you know like each year my wife and i will go through and you know goal set for financial goals family goals spiritual goals physical goals like um i'm, I'm missing some other ones or seven specifically that we go through and we just kind of quarterly set you know items that we trying to you know we want to hit you know during that time frame and that really helps kind of, you know, give us the permission to take on things that we ought to and we ought not to. Because there was a season where I wasn't doing design, but I was doing a lot of research on the back end, you know, for design and how to set up systems and processes so that when I pick it up, um, 
you know, things work, you know, in a way that is a little bit more conducive to the type of lifestyle and career and company that I want to build. Um, you know, but also, too, it's just like, you know, my wife's still in school. So, you know, we plan around that. And so, it's, you know, and, and being a husband brings a whole other dynamic. So you just really have to define, like, what success looks like for you, you know, where your limits exist. Um, and not trying to gauge, yes. <laughs> like not trying to gauge your success based off of your peers or people around you. Cause I, I think that's the, the biggest kind of trap that, you know, gets us to feel like we need to do more than we really have to, because we just haven't defined what success actually looks like for us. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, can you talk, that's actually one of my questions, uh, for later on, but like, let's dive into it now. Um, I think it's so interesting, you know, talking about like defining what it, what success means to you. And I think it's really important to look at because I know for me, um, you know, obviously I think everyone who wants to be like an artist or a director, anything in like kind of the art community, I think everyone wants to leave a legacy. They want to kind of be this big figure everyone looks up to. Um, but I heard a great uh, quote. I was actually talking to my earlier podcast guest about uh, Casey. It was... Um, don't give up the opportunity to do something good um, just because you want to do something great. And I think it's so important that we, we have to remind ourselves to, um, you know, embrace the platform we have at this moment in time, you know, the fans we have, the followers we have, um, and doing our best to, you know, really impact them as much as possible. Can you talk a little about, um, you know, how you personally define success and moreover kind of how you mentioned, like, when do you know um, you're good enough or, or how do you determine you're good enough? Or is there ever a point when you're quote unquote good enough? Are you always kind of working to improve who you are as a person? Right. I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. As far as the, you know, am I, am I good enough? How do I know when, you know, enough is enough? And, and again, I, I think everybody has to kind of take, the time to figure that out for, you know, who they are. So, it, you know, it does take, it does take some, um, doing things wrongly, I think, to identify, you know, those touch points where, you know, you really want to focus in on a thing because, you know, you can take on certain, you know, project types or work with certain people or have a certain income, you know, and just see how, you know, your like your level of, responses when it comes to the results that you're getting and so you know that becomes then the standard that you begin to kind of shift you know what i mean because like i i shift goals every year sometimes you know based on the data from last year you know it's just like you know i thought i might have wanted to go in this direction i set a goal and went towards it but then i later for that ah, I, I didn't think i really wanted as much as i did so now i don't have to allow myself to be that anymore um, sorry, sorry to interrupt real quick. Um, you mentioned data. I'm, I'm just, I'm also personally curious about this. So I, I goal setting is huge for me. Um, but I'm curious, like, what do you mean exactly by data? Is there a way you're actually tracking, um, I guess your proficiency, if you will. Um, and could you elaborate on that a little more? Cause I think, uh, that'd be really interesting to know, you know, how exactly, you're measuring your level of success in regards to attaining these goals or kind of reaching them. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, data could be as simple as, um, you know, the numbers, you know, that actually, you know, that we typically kind of associate data, you know, we're looking at analytics, all that kind of stuff, but, you know, data could simply be, um, 
you know, when I set this goal to, um, you know, work out every day or something like that, how frequently did that, you know, that I really achieve that goal, um, analyzing and, and kind of tracking and being aware of, you know, when I worked out every day, I didn't feel like I, like it, it didn't feel as rewarding as I thought it would. So maybe I need to cut down to, you know, twice a week or something like that. Or maybe I need to, you know, readjust it to a different type of workout or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, kind of getting more focused on some of those type of metrics. And so, you know, I'm using it, you know, a little bit more scientifically, I guess, because I, th I think we just naturally associate data analytics to kind of like a scientific process. But it's just, you know, if I set a goal and if I set a particular result for it, how close to that result do I get and then analyze why I didn't? Um, you know, it's probably one of the, you know, easier ways to attain it. And so, you know, we I got a, you know, a, a Google Doc that we literally write down, you know, and, and I, I can't stress that enough too. like having written goals um, really helps you to define where those checkpoints are to, to measure success, because if you don't have specific measurable goals, um, then you won't be as effective as you hope to be. Um, and a lot of the things that you're chasing after is just really like wishes, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, you know, I wish, or I hope to be at a place, but you're not really, you don't really have a tangible goal to get there or a game plan or a blueprint to get there because it's, um, it's, it's undefined. So it's hard to treasure what, you know, uh, track or measure whether it was effective or worth it at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I don't, and, and, and give me some feedback too, if I'm, you know, going off or I'm hitting your question. Um, the way you're, you know, the way no, you need no, to, yeah. but, yeah, um, but yeah, like, you know, for me, it's, it's really about, um, the bar that I allow for myself and not, and, and not others standards for myself, if you will. Um, and, and that's hard, you know, like with today's landscape, you know what I mean? Because it's so accessible to see everybody's highs, you know what I mean? Like we only see people's highs. And so we, um, you know, it's almost like a glorified piece of of somebody's life. But and you know that with film, like even, you know, and, you know, videography and cinematography, like we show clips of scenes of what life is kind of like. But we really only get the portions that are really most interesting. You know, what I mean, like we don't get the mundane, the mediocre, you know, what I mean, like we don't, we don't get any of that, that. But that's the the bulk of life. You know, what I mean, like. So that's why it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's very enticing. You know, we, we enjoy it. We love it. We celebrate it. And it, it, it exists. But at the same time, reality is there's a lot of, you know, just steady, slow, you know, monotonous, sometimes frustrating, you know, work that, that goes behind it. Um, and social media kind of just gives us one glimpse of it, so. Absolutely, man. Um, totally agree with that. Could you talk about how that maybe has impacted you um, as a person as well as, uh, you know, in your career in regards to design as well as being an artist? I know for me, I'm well as uh, anyone listening, uh, social media gives uh, gives off anxiety. You're lying if he says it doesn't. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it gives us all anxiety. So can you talk about how you maybe... Um, avoid that anxiety or kind of lessen the impact um that social media has like do you make sure to only follow 
positive, like uplifting accounts, or do you just like make sure, like when you start having those bad thoughts, you kind of shove the phone to a, shove your uh, phone aside? Like, what are some ways you kind of avoid the anxiety and stress that social media can cause? No, that's really good. You know, what's funny is, um, you know, I mean, you know, the the record that we just released, um, you know, the video series Saturday. Um, the underlying message and heart of it was encouraging people to find contentment and rest and bring excitement around rest in a society that's really, really fast paced um, and pushes us to be on like all the time. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, some of those barriers and, um, you know, checkpoints become like, you know, not waking up in the morning, you know what I mean? And the first thing I do is check in, you know, social media or um, I've done stuff where um, I've literally taken, you know, weeks at a time off of social media. And I sometimes had the luxury of having um, the label at the time to kind of run and, you know, release certain things. Um, I'm, I'm real big on automation. So anything I can automate, you know what I mean, and push out uh, via social media, um, you know, I can, you know, and I will, you know, as, as much as it makes sense. I don't want to be a, you know, a robot on social media, but, you know, things that I can, you know, kind of keeps me grounded. I, after a while, too, I was only following people that followed me because I was really interested in seeing the people who were interested in me, if you will. You know what I mean? So, you know, those who took the time to follow my account or are interested in it, like I chose to follow them back and kind of see who they were. Um, I think it just has a psychological kind of mental piece to validate, like, hey, these are people who actually care, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people who, um, like, really just don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we put all this energy sometimes in trying to put our best selves out. Um, and truly, the, the, the bulk of them really could care less. And so I, I've kind of noticed that, too. Like, social media is very unforgiving, but it's very forgiving at, at the same time because you can... You know, you can pick up and spark, you know, something that catches everybody's attention as much as you can do something um, and nobody cares about it. You know, what I mean, and you feel like that, you know, when you don't get those numbers or the likes or the comments that, you know, you're falling off or whatever. But it's just like, you know, it, it just didn't hit for that crowd. But it doesn't mean that is any less, you know, you're any less of a creative artist, you know, whatever. It just means that people are just so distracted. And you know, what I mean, like. I mean, sometimes it could mean that, but, you know, like, I, as far as just the internal dialogue, it just means, like, you know, giving yourself the mission, permission to put stuff out, and even if it's not received, it's just like, man, social media is so fickle, I can throw something else out, and they'll love it, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just a, you know, it, it's kind of a game, you kind of learn how to just be a part of people's um, experience and perception and, and story of what you want to tell them, and, um, you know, sometimes a metric can gauge how well you're telling that story, and if you you know, have that mindset about it, then I think, you know, that peace of mind with engaging social media uh, can help a little bit more, you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Um, I'm going to take it back a little bit. You mentioned automation. Um, so, yeah, let's let's dive into a little, let's, let's give the audience, the listeners here, a little bit of value. Um, I know you're a super, super organized man. Um, obviously, working on you with the Saturday project uh, really got that. Um, all our work with Asana and and Slack. Um, and I know, uh, <clears throat> again, as you mentioned, uh, really good at kind of uh, keeping things organized, uh, staying on task, um, and, and prioritizing things and whatnot. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, 
what you've learned thus far in your career um, in regards to the importance of, uh, you know, really good and strong communication, organization, um, planning. Um, can you talk a little about those things, why they matter so much, how much they can really impact um, your efficiency as well as your overall like impact as a business slash brand, if you will. Um, and maybe like, uh, just a couple pointers or maybe it's platforms or software that you would highly suggest, um, for creatives to, you know, download today and start utilizing if they have a team or something like that. Right. It was, you know, I've always kind of found myself in an, in you, in a unique place because I bring certain aspects of different industries that I'm involved with to, to one another. And so like, you know, as a as an artist, you know, a songwriter, um, you know, it's probably not typical for, you know, that artist to almost project manage, you know, their brand, you know, brand identity experience, especially when there's other team members. But because, you know, I was a business owner on the other side and I was just really, really, um, big on good communication, um, and, and trying to maximize time. And, and, that, and that was another another thing, too, is just like my experiences over the years have shown me I have less and less time to do things, but I also have a high importance on doing good quality and great work. Um, and so and, and also just looking at how any business is structured, um, any business that's able to scale uh, is not built off of, you know, one individual's efforts. You know, what I mean, it's like you have to have models and you know, processes in place that if I were to shift anybody into that role with a little bit of training, they can, you know, execute and get, you know, the same result and you no know, repeatable result. And so that was the kind of the mindset that I took towards, you know, my music and campaigns that we would build out and marketing strategies for, um, you know, Save the Saturday uh, Cinema Experience that we did, you know, the video series. Um, and And I've always kind of just seen the internal feedback that I've gotten from, you know, taking that type of approach because people felt a lot more aware of what needed to get done. Um, you know, people weren't kind of running around with their heads off and, um, you know, waiting for the next move. I think it builds a certain level of confidence if you're trying to like really, um, solidify and raise up a team, you know, that team uh, dynamic becomes really, really, uh, important when you're, you know, juggling so many different pieces and, you know, for me, I just don't have, you know, a lot of time to, uh, to, you know, to try to babysit certain things that, you know, if we can really just take some time to sit and think through it, we can build a process around that somebody can, you know, flow into and work, uh, work out, you know, within that particular role. And so, like, as you mentioned, Asana was beautiful for that, you know, creating tasks, creating different phases of a campaign that happens, um, all the little details that we missed is like just taking some time to think about what those are and making a process out of it um you'll be surprised how much stuff that you do consistently for each you know for a particular um end goal that if you were to just sit down and document how much time it's taking you what are all those um you know predictable recurring items you can you know you can build a business out of it you can build a model out of it and make it a lot you know seamless of a process can you talk a little bit a little bit about um, working working with others to manage tasks. Um, one, you know, uh, do you have to be a, a big CEO with, you know, 
50 employees, you need to be making millions of dollars to have other people kind of, I don't want to say working underneath you, uh, working with you or kind of taking on tasks for you? Or is that something anyone can kind of do? Um, if so, how do you kind of bring people like that in? And then also, this is, uh, again, selfishly a little bit towards my side, I think, um, but I'm sure the, the viewers would want to hear as well is, what is what are the means or how do you go about that gaining or providing that full level of trust to say, all right, like, this is on you, I trust you, make it happen. Because um, I know for me, you know, I, I say like my passion is a, as a filmmaker, as a director and DP, but then when it comes to a project, I literally have to have my hands in everything. I have to be a part of the set design. I have to be part of production, pre-production, literally everything. And so that's just like, I guess, more of like my OCD personality. I want to make sure everything is done the right way. Um, so I'd love to hear how, how you kind of work, uh, kind of find that balance, you know, between overseeing, making sure it fits your brand properly, um, but really trusting your, your team members to execute. And that's big, man, because I feel like creatives are probably really, really bad at that sometimes, like delegation. Um, and myself, some, myself sometimes included, I've, I'm, I've grown and I'm growing even more in that area um, because we're very task oriented. Like people, people bring creatives into projects because we see things that people don't and we do, we do things in a way that, um, you know, that becomes OCD. And that's why we produce great work is because we pay attention to those details and we're really skilled at bringing certain things in a certain vision of life. Um, and so when it comes to a creative trying to build a business, um, you know, and, and, you know, scale it out in something that's really stable, it, it does take, um, you know, you shifting hats and getting to a place of, all right, you know, I'm okay with, you know, certain things not being um, crafted always by my hands. Um, and also using the same type of standard and critique that you give your own work to people that you see similar traits within. And so that's why, you know, within, um, you know, our dynamic when we were working on the Saturday, Saturday project, I brought in Marcia, you know, and she served as my creative director. Um, the beauty with that is that I've known Marcia for a little while. We've worked on projects before. I've, I've, you know, I'm a fan of her work. Um, you know, I just see the dedication and passion that she does a thing with and it resonates with me. And so I, you know, allow myself to be in her hands because um, I've seen what she's done to done with other people, uh, other people's work. And, and, and I see her competency right. in different areas. And so that's big for me is just like, you know, I, I have to put on a different hat and say, let me let me let me spot talent. You know, what I mean, like I can I can spot a good piece of work. Cool. So let me see who's behind that good piece of work. And then also let me just, you know, be a good judge of character as much as I can um, and maybe start small, just bring him in on certain smaller task items. Because um, even with bringing you in, you know, what I mean, like we, you know, we didn't know each other. Marcia knew you, um, but I saw your work. You know, I, I trusted Marcia. And because I'm, um, you know, a creative myself, I was, you know, I, I could roll the dice and say, you know, I, I feel like we're going to land more on the, you know, positive side of this. Um, and, you know, just be able to take a calculated risk. You know what I mean? We, it could have been like, we, you know, you could have ended up turning to something that, you know, it could have been a, a hell story, but that's the risk you kind of <laughs> take too. Thankfully, it's just like, you know, you were, you know, 
top level, like super professional through the whole process. So, thank you, thank you know, you. it just it just provides more confidence for the next go around to say, all right, we did it once. You know, let me keep relinquishing other. And also, too, I think like when when you get to a place of like, I only have but so much time. It's like I just need to get people who are better than me in a particular area and trust um, that they're going to do it so that I can be, you know, focused on other portions of the business um, or else it's not going to grow. And that's why I say building out specific systems and processes to your business and how you do it and how you get the results you get and documenting that um, gives you even that, that, you know, that added peace of mind to say they're working and front and funneling into my process that works for the output that we want. Um, and they, you know, as long as they're following that, then we should be getting the same results. So that adds another level of trust to say, you know, we're good. And of course stuff is going to happen, but we've for the most part covered all of our bases. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Kind of moving on from that, can you talk about, um, and this could be just overall career path or maybe it's more specifically toward design or, or your career as an artist, can you talk about uh, maybe some of the roadblocks you faced that you would kind of, um, that you could kind of warn others or maybe if you could look, if, if you're looking back now on your career, maybe there's something you wish you did or didn't do starting out. Um, that you could kind of give as advice to uh, creatives, entrepreneurs, as well as maybe more even niched to designers or artists? Right, right. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah, you know, I know for, I don't know what the audience um, is like that'll be hearing this, but I know in my earlier days, I probably would have taken a lot more risk um, just because I had a lot less responsibility and so I feel like I've gotten more and that's probably life. You know, I've gotten more and more ambitious um, and confident as I've, you know, as I've grown. Um, but also looking back, you know, it was like, well, had I had, had this mindset back then, you know, my skill set, I think, has grown. But at the same time, I felt like I, I still would have had a good head start if I would have just did it early on. You know, what I mean, for some of the things that I'm doing now. And so. Um, part of me would say, you know, if you, um, you know, if you have, you know, kind of some unctions towards a thing and it seems more risky, um, try it earlier on when there's less at stake than it is now, because, you know, for me, you know, my wife, um, you know, she's still in school. And so we're, um, you know, I'm, I'm the only source of income we're paying for her school, you know, cash and we're trying to take out loans and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like strategy. We're trying to pay off debts and yada, yada, yada. Um, Cause we're real big on financial peace and debt freedom and all that kind of stuff. And so like every move for me has been a chess move. So one thing kind of affects another. And so I, I think about it in the past, like, man, if I was, you know, before I had gotten married, um, you know, I probably could have taken some more risk, but at the same time, I didn't have you know the same level of education and business awareness and all that kind of stuff, which comes with experience. But um, that's why I say just like try to educate yourself um, early on and try to get really specific and, and narrow in on what do you think you really want to do as a career path, and you know, dig into it and try uh, try it early on. Um, you know, I also tell people I, I tell people what was told to me. Um, on the, it was told to me by my um, one of the co-owner of the label that I was on, Derek Miner, when I first signed. He um, he told me that something that I, told me something that I kept with myself, which was um, to fight for rest. 
and that's that's really big, especially with people who um, have big vision, you know, who are really talented, who are really um, serious about you know the passions and pursuit within a creative field. Uh, there's so many ideas that come up. Um, you know, there's seemingly so so little time to do it um, that you really have to put your stake in the ground sometimes and say, you know what, um, I, I also need to focus on the things that are important um, and not devalue, you know, my own personal, mental, uh, spiritual health. You know what I mean? All of those things matter. Um, you know, I, I always, I, I give this analogy sometimes. It's like if you, um, if you take a seed and, and you put it in the ground, um, there's a process of digging up the dirt, placing the soil, watering it, um, and then getting the nutrients and everything that it needs. But if you're constantly pouring water on the seed, you know what I mean? Constantly, like you're going to drown it out. You know what I mean? Like it won't grow until it's full potential. That's deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times we're steady stacking it on. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't give ourselves the permission to just rest and slow down because we feel like we're, you know, if I just do a little bit more, like we'll, we'll get it. But it's like, no, like certain things only happen in rest and nothingness, you know what I mean? Seemingly nothingness. So you have to take that time and just allow the process to unfold as it naturally will do good work, you know, give yourself set hours. That's one thing I do too, um, is, you know, from this time to this time, this is the window that I'm doing this. Um, gotcha. And I have to say, all right, this is my cutoff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fall into the trap of, you know, doing extra stuff just for the sake of, you know, anxious working. You know, it's a difference between, like, when we're flowing to that passion state and we just want to work. But, you know, I, I do I do believe in that. And, I, you know, we all have those times. But I feel like it's, it's business owners and all that kind of stuff. And you, if you really want to, you know, scale a thing, you want to have the one to monitor your time and use your time. Um, as effective as possible, not just, you know, going super hard for a while and just hoping that it's going to be effective results all the time when you're burning yourself out. Like, that's not healthy. So let me ask, uh, is that something you do every single day? You have a set amount of hours or is sometimes, is it just like intuitive? You know, you'll work for 13 hours straight and you just you're like just in it, like you're loving this design that you're working on. And so you just go another four hours or do you like make sure that every day I only work 10 hours, then I give myself full rest. Like how do you go about that exactly? As far as how I dictate my day, I am pretty intentional with it. And so, um, you know, I actually use Asana as a daily planner for me as well. And so you know, I've, I've built out project boards in there that allow me to, um, you know, create my task throughout the week. And so I think it's uh, every Sunday evening, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I'm going through my schedule and writing down all the things that I think I need to accomplish within the next week that are going to push the needle for me in our priorities, not just a bunch of random stuff. It's like I'm really trying to filter in what are the things that um, are going to be most productive to try to push the needle for me and my goals that I have. And so every week, you know, I'm, I'm creating a list and then I'm sliding over and putting uh, within each day what I need, like the tasks that I need to accomplish. 
Um, and, and that like saves me like so much time, like so much energy, so much like thought work uh, that if I were doing it, you know, on the fly, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm missing out on certain, you know, just brain, you know, brain activity or um, or mental energy trying to figure out how I'm going to maneuver within this week rather than trying to take some time and just planning out what my week's going to look like. And of course, stuff changes, but you know, we will adjust as we get there, not just adjusting because we just haven't taken the time to really think through it. Does that make sense? As, uh, yeah. For you as an entrepreneur and for anyone listening that, that uh, is kind of looking to start their entrepreneurial path, if you will, what is like five practical um, tips or like pieces of advice you could give them um, that they could kind of take or implement today? You know, I'm always encouraging people, and hopefully I can get to five, but I'll just kind of, you know, go off top of what I, what comes to mind is, um, like, I'm always really, I, like, I'm really big at starting at, you know, the ground level and foundation of writing down what it is that you're, like, what it is that you're, that you're after, like, if it's, you know, if you're trying to become an entrepreneur to what end, you know what I mean? Like what industry are you looking to go in? Um, you know, like how, you know, how big of a commitment is this? Um, and writing down some goals towards that. Like, what do you want to see? What does success look like for you at the end of all of this? Um, Cause that'll save just a ton of like headache and, you know, you know, just, unnecessary pitfalls that you can avoid because you haven't identified where and why you're going. And sometimes, you know, it may not be as clear, but as far as you can see right now today, what does that look like for you? And then you can begin to start mapping out and writing down, okay, you know, I want to, um, you know, I want to start a social media marketing firm or something like that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like say that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Um, okay, like, do I want to um, make this, you know, my my main career? Like, how many, you know, people do I want to, you know, how, how big do I see this thing? How much is enough money, you know what I mean, for my business? Um, how many clients do I want to, you know what I mean? It's like trying to, trying to think and really dream about where you want to see this thing going. Um, and once you have that, you can start breaking it up into bite-sized pieces to say, well, all right, I need some... Um, you know, maybe I need some experience doing this if I've never done it before. Um, and start researching what it takes to run a social media marketing firm. Um, I'm really big on community as well. Like, what communities am I a part of that help me? Um, that you know, that strengthen me, that sharpen me, that I can give you know myself and my insights to, that I can gain some mentorship from. Um, so, trying to identify a good community that's kind of like-minded. Um, to, to help guide you and keep you focused towards your goals. Um, uh, geez, what else? Um, you know, I do think, uh, you know, what we've been harking on as far as building out systems and processes is really big, too. Once we get to the place where we've um, we've gathered some data, you know, we've been working, you know, with some clients for a while. Uh, we can take the time to now document our processes. You know, what does it look like when... Um, you know, we're setting up a, a marketing campaign for a client. Um, how long does it take? You know, how many, like how many phases, you know, iterations, how many revisions happen? You know, how are we invoicing? How are we, um, 
you know, uh, paying out, you know, contract employees, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like anything that needs to happen within the business should be taken into consideration to document and process and put a process around. Um, every every business is, is worth its, you know, uh, you know, worth is it's it's you know whatever that analogy is has some kind of system and process for all of those things. That's why we have HR accounting departments. That's why we have project managers. That's why we have you know creative directors. That's why you have CEOs, CFOs. Like all of those pieces um, are there because we've identified the need and documented that in order to scale this thing, we have to have a foundation to build off of. Uh, so that's why I'm like I'm I'm real big on systems and processes. Um, okay, it just helps you scale, and just help you know your your people know where they're going, um, and also to test and track and um, build off of pre-existing data. Um, and that would be another thing I would say is is, is documenting your processes, um, you know your wins, your losses, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm hoping I'm, hope I'm not going too broad. I'm trying to think of really specific stuff as well. So you can probe at me if there's anything that I'm saying that I can, you know, dig a little bit more. And but no, yeah, those those are good. Let's go with uh, one one more maybe uh, piece of advice you got. Um, <laughs> trust God, <laughs> and and it might sound a little a little fluffy, um, but. Um, you know, for me, you know, my, my faith is real integral in how I maneuver and why I kind of do what I do. You know, my heart is really for um, not only building a good business, um, being, you know, a great and noteworthy creative or whatever, but it, it's really how I can, you know, use what I've been given, you know, for the benefit of somebody else um, and serving somebody with the gifts that I have. And I, and I, and I really take, like, it's really important to me, even with the people that I bring in, to know that they feel valued, um, to know that they're just not, uh, you know, like, you know, replaceable or any of that kind. You know, it's like I want them to know the value that they yeah. have because I've been in a place where, you know, you feel unrecognized or you don't feel like, um, you know, you're seen for the potential that you have and you're kind of overlooked. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. And so I, I never want, you know, somebody to, you know, I always want people to maximize who they are. And that's why I always try to identify, understand what, you know, whoever's working with me, what their goals are. You know what I mean? Like, how can I, you know, help you to whatever end you, you know, you're, you're looking to go. Um, but all of that just comes from and is rooted in, you know, my, you know, my appreciation and, and respect for people and wanting to, you know, do well by others. Um, and also, too, you just come up against stuff in life and in business that you're just not prepared for, you know, and there's just stuff that comes up that, you know, externally and internally that you just got to deal with. And, you know, prayer, sure. prayer and my faith kind of becomes that sounding board for me to say, you know, help me gain some, you know, you know, some peace of mind, some some right thinking towards this thing, because the last thing I want to do is you know, get, get, uh, get offended by something that somebody does or says and kind of ruin relationships or just misrepresent, um, you know, who I am, my family is, you know what I mean? Like any, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, it, in one sense, I, I think it can be kind of cliche, you know, that the trust aspect and the God aspect, but for me, it's, it's, you know, I, I can't do what I do. You know, I wouldn't be here without, you know, God and just how he's allowed a lot of these opportunities for me. 
Um, so that you know, that's big, and and everybody can take that with a grain of salt. And everybody kind of believes in different different places and spaces and all that kind of stuff. But you know, try to do right for people, and you know, you know, settle in, and you know, get your you know your your internal, the non tangible things sometimes like aligned to where they need to be. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's the piece of advice. Like, don't neglect that portion of it too. It's important. Thanks for coming, bro. Thank you, thank you. Yo, uh, so so where where can everyone find you? When, where can they find your your uh, your design work as well as uh, you know your music as an artist? Uh, where can people get in touch with you if they want to you know see your work, possibly hire you as a designer, or or maybe they just want to you know jam jam out to your music? Yeah, so um, if you want to follow me as Deraj, um, I'm everywhere, and it's spelled D-E-R-A-J for those who uh, may not know. But yeah, anywhere you stream music, I'm there. Um, you can check out my website, justaraj.com, um, and that's J-U-S-T-D-E-R-A-J.com. Um, you'll see the Saturday series on there that uh, the amazing uh, Kyle Loftus shot for us and edited, um, directed, all of that. Um, and then on the design side, you can check out, um, you know, uh, my site is called weseeinhere.com. You can see all of the uh, branding projects that we've been a part of. Um, so, yeah, man, we just, you know, day by day, man, you know, I'm actually uh, trying to get a little bit more. Um, int- uh, I'm, I'm more interested nowadays into the TV and film world. So uh, hopefully you'll start hearing some of my music uh, in some really cool TV and film placement. So look out for that, too. Ooh, okay i'm excited for that yeah, that's good stuff hey appreciate your time and appreciate you Duraj. uh thanks for stopping by thank you all for listening if you enjoyed this episode leave us a review let us know uh and don't forget to subscribe we got incredible guests coming on every single week we'll see you next time